Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I am your jabber, Reverend Kara Hildebrandt, and it's been one of those weeks where I've had uh, quite a bit to contemplate uh, different situations, whether it's uh, church-related or uh, even outside uh, with friends and people that I care about. And this theme keeps coming up for the last several days. And I even had a long conversation about this theme. And it's grace versus consequences and gaining a perspective on what is grace? When does it happen? When do we need to show grace? But also understanding how consequences, consequences are forever a part of our life. And so how do those two begin to interact? And for me, grace was so opening. I mean, just it opened up my life. It opened up my perspective. It, it Understanding grace gave me a whole different sense of love and being in the world. And I will never forget the moment when I was in college and I was asking uh, a professor uh, who I, I would talk with about religion, and I, I said, what is this grace thing, really? And he pointed me in terms of trying to figure it out. He, he pointed me to this scripture of Romans 8. And in Romans 8, there's this beautiful moment where Romans 8 says nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that really struck struck me and this understanding that grace is freely given. It's it's something that we can't work towards from God that God just gives it to us and that this sense of grace is that God loves us no matter what. And it's kind of interesting when we begin to open ourselves up to that, but then the question surfaces If God loves us no matter what, no matter who we are, what we've done, where we've been, then does that mean I'm like off, like like I'm off scot-free? Like I don't have, you know, I, hey, look, I can do whatever I want. God still loves me. No, that doesn't seem to actually be what it is. Grace is always present. God always loves But then, because of that grace, will we realize that something about our lives is different, that something that we're called to new ways of being and interacting in the world. And I can I can remember having this moment, this this sense of being free uh, because I had grown up in a tradition where it was you have to work for God's love and the moment you screw up you lose it all but instead this sense of grace that it's freely given God forever loves us for that to be the starting place all of a sudden I begin to view the world a little bit differently I begin to understand my life in the context of love, and I begin to act out of love instead of fear of punishment. And so grace becomes this 
this gift of releasing, of love, of a new way of being and interacting in the world. But then it also brings up this thought of, well, then how are the, how are the consequences? What about the consequences of this world, right? Because we all know this. We all know that every action, every action has a good or a bad consequence. And sometimes we feel the full brunt of that, and sometimes we kind of we, we slip on by it. But when we think about those consequences, when we think about the experience of that, and if we're coming at it from a place of grace and love, that grace in the everyday world, in our everyday lives, I'm not talking about the, the grace of God, but the way we use grace and the way we give grace or show grace to others is kind of a reflection of what God has already done. And that reflection is that, yes, yeah, there are consequences, but I'm still going to love you and care for you as a human being. And, and yes, there, there are going to be things that you're going to have to experience because you made a particular decision, and it may not be a pleasant consequence, but I'm not going to now say you are a worthless human being, that you are nothing. And so it's kind of one of those interesting things uh, grace has a, a lot of attributes, like um, it's a, a a mercy. You you show mercy. You say yes. You are forgiven. But grace also, in our everyday lives, calls to account. It's it's like an accountability aspect, because we recognize that when we are living in a state of grace with God, that God loves us no matter what. It's a sense that then, well, okay, I want to live different. I want to be different in the world. And that I recognize that sometimes I'm going to screw up and I, I'm going to have to take responsibility for that and I'm going to have to receive the consequence for that. But that doesn't mean that I'm no longer worthless, that I'm no longer loved. It just calls into account the way that I live and the way that I should be living. And thinking about this deeper grace that we allow that grace of of love and mercy from God to change us, to change us in ways that maybe we never expected or we never thought even possible, that there's this richness to it because we don't ever lose God's love, but we do have the free will of how to respond to that love, how to respond to that grace, how to extend grace. Because sometimes in our lives, we're going to have moments where we need to extend grace to others, um, and their lives may not be changed by what we give, but instead we are changed by the grace that we give, by the mercy that we give. And then there are going to be times where the grace that we give looks a little bit like 
walking alongside somebody who's really struggling and saying, you aren't worthless. You are loved. There's a different way of being in this world. And sometimes grace, grace may be, be that sense of, of looking at, okay, if God loves you, then why do you do we do we act in the world a particular way? What are we doing that may be harmful or good for ourselves? And so I really would love for us to take up that conversation of understanding grace versus consequences. That there is the sense that we are always going to face consequences, but those consequences don't nullify the fact that we are forever loved by God and that we always have an opportunity to change. That the grace says, wherever you are, whatever you've done, you have the opportunity right this moment because you are loved to take a completely different path. And so even with others, with extending that grace of saying, it doesn't have to be this way. The decisions that you make, it doesn't have to end there, but it does call into question what you will do next. It doesn't stop that love of God, but instead empowers that love to change to change us, and to begin to change other people around us. And when we think about that, when we hold those two things kind of in tension and see how they work alongside each other, not against each other, of, well, there are consequences and this is going to be bad and you are now a worthless human being. No, no, no. But instead of understanding that, yeah, there are the consequences that we have to live through. But it doesn't change that we are loved by God and that we are called to something better, to something greater, to something beyond the way that we are currently living. And it's one of those things to struggle with with how do we extend that kind of grace to others? How do we begin to think about it in our everyday life and even to ourselves? Because sometimes it's easier to extend grace to others and then we don't extend it to ourselves. Instead, we like to beat ourselves up and we like to um, guilt or shame ourselves. Guilt being... uh, when we feel bad about our actions and shame is actually against our identity. And really only when we understand that the guilt that we feel is a, is a motivator to change and not to do something different. Or when it comes to shame, if we have a, the character flaw of feeling ashamed for our lies and the, the, the way that we have interacted uh, with the world around us, that it, it's a moment for us to do that self-reflection and to change. 
and to live differently. And so when we have those consequences, we don't have to give up the grace. Instead, the grace comes alongside of it and empowers us to do something different, to be in the world on a different, a completely different level. And so my hope is that if you've ever had that conversation of grace and consequences of trying to figure out how to extend it to yourself or to others, that you really do some contemplation of if grace is coming out of a place of love, then how do I come alongside other people who are in need of that grace, who are in need of knowing that they themselves are loved and that their world can be different? How do we hold them instead of destroying and tearing down, right? Because sometimes we like to use consequences as punishment. We like to punish people. And punishment is an interesting kind of beast because sometimes, oftentimes, punishment ends up not getting the actual response that we were going for. Yeah, there are consequences and in some form punishment, but if we tell people or we're like, you are no good or you will amount to nothing, if we, if we have things like that, we shouldn't expect that change. Because only when God comes from a, we hear God coming from a place of love and we hear Jesus coming from a place of love, do our lives begin to want to change and to evolve into something different. Only from a place of love can we get that self-reflection of understanding, how do I live my life a little bit different? It doesn't always come from a punishment type. Consequences? Yeah. If we get uncomfortable enough, sometimes we're willing to change. But when we interact with others, how do we extend that grace to one another? Do we pause to pass judgment? Do we try to understand where the person's coming from and then try to lead them with questions and observations and self-reflection? How do we extend that grace in such a way that their lives are changed? Not that they completely shut down, but instead, how are their lives changed? Because at the foundation of the gospel, Jesus is changing lives. And he's changing lives in a multitude of ways. And that's the good news. That, the gospel, the good news, gospel meaning good news, the good news is that we are loved and that our lives can be changed. And so how are we part of that story instead of just kind of hurling back and forth, well, you get what you deserve kind of thing? How do we begin to extend a grace that actually changes somebody else's life instead of hampering them from living, instead of shutting down that conversation. So hopefully that gives some food for thought. And my hope is that you will give not only this conversation 
thought for your own life, but that maybe you'll have the conversation with others as well about grace versus consequences. And what does it look like? What does it really look like when we extend grace to someone else? Have an amazing week.